0: some of the most important things that happen in the life of the local church are done by the women of the church welcome to the pactum i'm pat abendroth and on today's episode i'm joined by two special women who help to lead women's ministry at omaha bible church my guests are heidi mead and nicole schmoll hello heidi hello nicole and welcome to the pactum
1: Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Good morning. Happy to be inside where it's warm. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And you just got out of the car practically, Nicole, because you just came from the sugar bowl
1: we did we're big k-state fans uh, my husband all, john went to school there
0: she's all decked out I in am. purple if
1: you know nicole you know she's in purple
0: it's yeah. very very true i might even call you out during a church service <laughs> because you're all in purple and it's okay to do that because the schmoles can handle it
1: well did you know that for like the first 10 years we went to church here at obc we were just known as the purple people the, purple people. <laughs> yeah.
0: the barney family <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: is oh, barney, gosh, is, I hope not. is
0: barney still a thing
1: I don't Barn, know, but we think, we think of him when we
0: think of Purple I hope he's not uh,
2: still a fit. Can't be. All
0: right. Well, I think our listeners, before we talk about women's ministry, uh, I want them to get to know you a little bit better. And so uh, let's, let's get to know you. Tell us what you do, Heidi, maybe your family, what your hobbies are. Uh, go over there on the Pactum sofa uh, and tell us your journey.
2: Okay, let me get comfortable, <laughs> my journey. Actually... Before I came, I was talking to my husband. I'm married, so this is part of my introduction. Okay, good. Good. And he advised me, "Do not say journey."
0: Okay. See, he (laughs) knows. He's informed. (laughs) We don't say journey on the Mm -hmm. Pactum, except in a mocking way, because Mm -hmm. you know every church that's born five minutes ago has journey in the name, or something about water, or Mm -hmm. something about timber. Uh, We're just not into that. So don't say journey. Say adventure. Say. Something other than Journey, okay. unless you're just mocking. And we don't have a packed sofa, but sometimes we like to pretend like we're going to get counseling or something and go over <laughs> on the packed sofa. In our imaginations, it's a uh, bright green okay. uh, or orange. It could be either one, whatever it means to you. Okay, tell us more. Okay, Heidi, tell us more than just about Brian. Okay.
2: Um, I'm married to Brian, and actually, 2023 brings in the 20th year of our marriage. We're going to celebrate that this year. Nice. And we have three kids and a dog. Our oldest daughter is a senior this year, so second half of senior year. Okay. And then- And she plays the violin beautifully. Oh, thank you. She is a beautiful musician. It's very fun. And then um, we have a son, and he's a freshman, and another daughter who is- seventh grade so 13 15 17 and we have a dog and we love him we're obs- we're kind of in a healthy way if that's possible obsessed with uh-huh. him
0: that's what the pack sofa is for okay the these <laughs> moments these things. true confessions <laughs>
2: um i have been a stay-at-home mom until just this past year when i decided to start subbing at school so i've been subbing for about a not quite a year um, and I love that. Like Otherwise, elementary,
0: middle school, high school, w- what grade?
2: I do middle school and high school.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. You should get an, an award for that.
2: I should. <laughs> I get I get award, awarded financially every couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I actually love it. That is the that is the reward. I really do love it. I didn't know that I would. And um, hobbies is pickleball. You know that. Uh-huh. I'm also a healthily obsessed with pickleball. So... Um, that's the other thing that I do in my spare time.
0: Sometimes people with addictive personalities make the best Christians. Oh. Right? We're all in. Whatever we do, we're, yeah. like, we're like, put your hand to the plow. I'm all in.
2: <laughs> I'm so. all in. I'm all in. That's true.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think I saw you like on local news not too long ago or something. Maybe well, it was national news. Maybe it's worldwide. I don't know.
2: Are you pickleball famous? I had a moment. Okay. I had my moment of fame when I was on the cover of the Omaha World Herald. See? Mm-hmm. Check
0: it out. Mm-hmm. You heard it here on the Pactum.
2: Mm-hmm. I had that. I had <laughs> that moment.
0: And you and your family have been at Omaha Bible Church. I don't, I'm i not good with numbers. Maybe yeah. a decade?
2: Longer? Mm-hmm. More. Um, since 2006. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Super. Yeah. Glad you're on today. This is going to be fun. Awesome. All right. You're up, Nicole. Tell us about your journey.
1: Oh, my journey. <laughs> How about my road trip? I could call it that. Okay. We just finished driving 1,800 miles to get back to Omaha. I grew up in San Diego, California, and try to go back there as often as I can. Um, and we do make two trips a year. So my husband, John, we have three children, and we're just two years behind you, mm-hmm. Heidi. Ours are um, 15, 13, and almost 11. And uh, we homeschool. So we sp- And we run our own business, so we spend a lot of time together. You do. We do. And people are always like, how can you drive? We drive to San Diego because um, it's a little more affordable, especially yeah. these days. We do that twice a year. And people are like, how do you handle being in the car for that many days? With, do your kids drive you crazy? I'm like, no. They're like, they just chill. I guess because we're so used to spending all that time together. Yeah. Yep. But,
0: all, all in purple most of the time, just for clarity's sake. Yes. Unless your daughter's wearing her Pactum shirt.
1: Right. She and I like yes, that. she is a Pactum fan. She loves the shirt. <laughs> shout out to Carla. Yes, shout out to for Carla. Sure. But um, yeah, so we what do I do? As a for a profession, I'm a writer, copywriter, I've been doing that for oh, my whole career, ever since I learned you could make money as a writer. Uh huh. Um, but I do get interesting questions. People are like, What do you write? Do you write poems? Like, no. <laughs> How, songs, you write songs? No, no. I, so I just tell people I'm in marketing. It's just okay. easier. Cause, and then sometimes I'll get inquiries like, oh, can you trademark my, you know, my new product or whatever? Uh-huh. No, it's not that kind of copyright. <laughs> so most of the writing, almost all of the writing I do, my name is not associated with it. I write for other people, as other people, as brands and stuff like that. But hmm. I enjoy it because um, it allows me to be home with my kids, which is what I've always wanted. And your husband works from home as well. Yeah. My husband, John uh, runs frugal Rolls. It's a site um, dedicated to personal finance. Okay. Um, he was a stockbroker before that, and he found that it wasn't allowing him to um, pursue his passion, which is really helping people with their money and helping them avoid some of the mistakes that he made and, you know, hopefully have wisdom on budgeting and investing and saving and things like that. So mm. he started his site um, in 2001 and it's still going strong. So that's been, that's been fun. It's a lot of work. You know, a lot of times people are like, Oh, you get to work in your pajamas. And he's like, yeah, and eat Cheetos all day. But no, it's, it's not like that. It's as you know, running the Pactum, it's a lot of work.
0: So my big question I have for you, because we like to talk about food quite a bit on the pact and we're, we're big fans and I, you know, stalk you on Instagram. So I, your family, and I saw that you had a moment. Did you really actually eat at shawarma guys?
1: Yes, we did. T- just and tell
0: me it was amazing.
1: It was amazing. And I'll tell you the most amazing part. Okay, here we go. My parents are not very adventurous, um, especially with food. You okay. know, they have their places they like to stick to in Absolutely. San Diego And I was like, John, we have to try to take my parents to shawarma guys with us. And he's like, it's a food truck in downtown San Diego. (laughs) Rated
0: number one restaurant (laughs) in the whole country by, what is it? Yelp?
1: Yes, Yelp. And he was like, there's absolutely no way your mom's going to go. And I was like, well, I'm going to ask her. And if she says no, that's fine. And they they agreed to come, and they loved it. Awesome. We all loved it. We all got the chicken shawarma pitas, okay. and we'll definitely be going back. Oh, there's some oh, kind of garlic so sauce, yes. the white sauce,
0: that garlic
2: so good. paste. Oh. I haven't had theirs, but the garlic sauce. I can't nice. wait. I'm going to be
0: there shortly, and I'm going to have to make sure I get myself some shawarma guys. Yes. They were just on. Uh, what is it? Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Hmm. They were just on. And, and when Guy asked him, you know, how did you learn how to do this? He said, from watching your show. He, he was not like not a cook or not a chef or anything, and he thought, I don't want to sell mobile phones anymore. I want to make shawarma. <laughs> that's,
2: so, that's very cool.
0: Anyway, what, what are we doing today? What are we even talking about? We're, we're so far down to a different kind of rabbit hole. We're just hole, comfortable on the
2: sofa. We're yeah, all we comfortable
0: now. <laughs> and before you know it, Heidi's going to reach for the snow globe. But let's talk about <laughs> women's ministry, because that's actually what we're supposed to be doing on episode 102, Women's Ministry how about, what What are your roles in women's ministry? What do you do? Because there are other women who help to lead. There are many women who serve in this area of ministry, um, but you're willing to be on the show today. So wh- what do you do, Nicole?
1: So I'm the women's ministry leader here at Omaha Bible Church, and I view my role as bringing together the other fabulous women who lead different areas of ministry within women's ministry, which Heidi is um, great leading the um, Bible studies that we uh-huh. have. We have... Um, another lady Becky who also helps in that area and we have um, someone who oversees our special events and someone who also oversees our conferences we have a lot going on we have uh-huh. a team and I really view it that way we meet a couple times a year and um, we like to you know talk during those times about prayer requests praises but also updates concerns needs so we can all be aware of um, what's going on within the women in okay.
0: So you're not like the teacher. You're As no. the leader, you're not the teacher. You do a lot of leading and administrating.
1: I do. And I do, one of my um, gifts is teaching and I love to teach, but at this season in my life between helping my husband run his business, working full time and homeschooling, I just don't find the time to teach, but I, it is a gift of mine and I do foresee at some point down the road being able to do that. I remember Mike Holloway telling me (laughs) when he asked me to be the leader, um, which I was like, no, I can't do that. I don't have the time for that. And he's like, well, you know, the good thing is whenever you feel like teaching, you can just, you know, it's Uh your call. (laughs) You can be like, I'm doing the special event this year or whatever. But I have not. I've taught a few times, but I really enjoy um, working with the other women here, serving alongside of them and just seeing all the fruit that comes from that.
0: I think it's been great to watch because so many times people think, well, if I'm the leader, I have to be the teacher. And so I think even our listeners might find it helpful to know there's a different way to do it. And maybe if someone is, maybe they're not gifted to teach, but Mm -hmm. they can lead and administrate. So I think that's really helpful. And I think people will find that encouraging. How about you, Heidi?
2: Well, as Nicole said, I'm just a part of the women's ministry team. She
0: said it's fabulous. Well, it is fabulous. I kind of like that.
2: We enjoy it. (laughs) Um, I... I work with women's Bible study, and I lead the Wednesday morning Bible study, Okay, which um, is, as Nicole said, one of two. We're sort of side-by-side with a Tuesday evening Bible study. There's really very little difference, so we distinguish them as Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning, (laughs) but the times are primarily the difference. We study the same thing. We work together. Um, We share resources and help one another, but I do. Do lead Wednesday morning.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you say you lead, you're the primary teacher or other people teach as well, or how does that work?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I'm the primary teacher right now. Maybe in the past I'd done 50% of the teaching, 30%. It kind of varies maybe okay. from year to year. And I've been leading on Wednesday mornings. Maybe this is a good question. I don't know. Maybe eight years, something. So I think probably there have been little seasons. But um, right now I'd say I'm one of four teachers, um, and we share that load pretty equally. Got it. Um, So I sort of like Nicole, lead largely by administrating, facilitating. Um, Wednesday Morning has a lot of little facets to the Bible study ministry, including nursery, and we have another preschool child care. You might call it, we call it kids club. I would liken it to almost a Christian preschool. Okay. Um, so the, I, you know, just oversee the women who lead those areas. And then we have our hospitality and um, I don't know, just different. There's a lot
0: going on. There's on a Wednesday lot going here. on. Yeah. And so Tuesday is for people who maybe can't come on Wednesday. Yeah. Or vice t- t- versa.
2: Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ours, I think the Wednesday morning, is distinguished slightly by the childcare. So the Tuesday evening study, you wouldn't bring your young children, Mm -hmm. but Wednesday morning allows for moms with young children who aren't yet in school to come and bring their kids and be a part of the Bible study experience as it were journey. (laughs) 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 And, um, and we care for and love on the kids while the moms are being refreshed by the fellowship in the word.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like a lot and a lot of details and maybe it could be intimidating for people. Um, but you, you could do the women's Bible study on Tuesday if you were the only teacher and there was really nothing extra, right?
2: Absolutely. These
0: other things are good and they're maybe wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could do
2: it in your home. You could do it at right. the church building, you can absolutely can be as large or small as suits your need. And
1: I, I remember, so our family's been coming to Omaha Bible Church for like twenty years. Sweet. Crazy, right? It's awesome. I remember awesome. when you first came. I need a shirt or, or a coffee <laughs> mug. I love I love mugs. Okay, we'll, we'll hook you up. But when I started coming, I remember the first Tuesday night, Women of the Word was in a woman's home, mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. maybe four of us, and we listened to recordings. Of the teaching from Wednesday morning. Interesting. So it was just a way to um, serve women who work all you know work during the day mm-hmm. and couldn't attend that morning time, mm-hmm. and it has um morphed a little over the years to suit the needs of the women coming, but we've seen everything from studies that women in our body have written themselves to ones I think now, Heidi, where we're more finding ones that are already laid out mm-hmm. because it is – I mean, you can t- speak to this, but it's less of a time burden. So I think that's helpful for women, especially if your church is smaller and you're thinking mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of resources, um, we don't even have someone who's comfortable teaching, you can find – those resources and and just lead your the women through them so that you're getting in the word so let's encouraged.
0: let's talk about curriculum then so wh- how do we pick curriculum as a church how do you figure that out i know years and years ago my mom would help write it mm-hmm. and so but it's not that way always now what, what, what's the process what do you do
2: what do we do um there's a lot of curriculum written. out there right mm, there is
0: so h- how do you decide what's good
2: um, you look at a lot of curriculum.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: look, um, and you know, we look through a lot. We consider what you're preaching, what you have been preaching on, what sometimes we'll ask, what's mm-hmm. up and coming. Um I would say a lot of what we do, we look to the pastors. Um, mm-hmm. we look to Pastor Mike Holloway, um, consult with him and um When we're looking through curriculum, we look specifically for, you know, we like a women's curriculum, but we don't want it to be soft. Um, we want it to be biblical,
0: right? I mean, what we have in common is we have strong theological convictions Mm -hmm. about what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And we don't want it to be some watered down mystical Mm -hmm. weird thing. Right.
1: Right. Finding Jesus and I love Lucy or something like that. Right, No,
2: we're looking for something that's going to be faithful to the text of scripture. We're looking for something that will take us through the word, not through the author's Journey. <laughs> I'm going to say journey more than right? any former guest. Right.
0: This is good.
2: Um, so I don't know. That's largely what we do. We consider, like Nicole said, what are all the women at large? Um, what do we need? Where are some areas of weakness or what are some things that we've seen happening that we can encourage or, or we can foster by studying a particular book of the Bible, or maybe in particular going to the new Testament or the old Testament, or try to, you know, think of the women's ministry as a whole. We think of what we have studied recently and what makes sense. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. I suppose that's partially what makes it A team effort.
0: So I've been involved a little bit, just, you know, people will ask me or one of you will come to me and say, or Mike Holloway, you know, is Mm -hmm. the mediator. Mm -hmm. And one thing I think that's been interesting is you, you all have used curriculum where there have been trusted resources. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, okay, we trust this person. They've written other really helpful things. Their education is legit. They're not a, wild eyed, crazy person. What else do they have? Yes. And so I think our listeners might be helped from that. If you find somebody, you know, and trust, see what else they have and it'll help you at least get started. Yes. Um, instead absolutely. of saying, Oh, let's do Habakkuk kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's no good resources you're aware of. You actually knew of a resource ahead of time mm-hmm. that would be helpful, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've, um, well, I suppose a few years ago Pastor Mike Holloway took a group of us through Simeon trust okay, training. now we're going to talk about training okay. so let's
0: let, let, let's shift and transition into that okay so how, how do how do we train people how did how did you become a teacher? How did you learn how to do this? so formal training sometimes yes. so you just mentioned Simeon Trust yes. what is that
2: Simeon trust um, Pastor Holloway took us through a course that essentially equipped us, better equipped mm-hmm. a group of women um, to teach the word. Okay. Um, a process, a method, I suppose, to studying that helps to prevent us from reading the text and then teaching how it makes us feel Okay, and better equipped us to um, work through the text and determine what was intended by the author, what it meant to the original audience, um, considering things like, um, where does this fit in the storyline of redemption? Ooh,
0: yep, um, good.
2: Yeah. So starting to think then of if what this says is true, how does that relate to Christ? What does that mean in regard to Christ and his work? Um, what does this mean for us as um, Christians, mm-hmm. if we are in Christ, how does this affect us? That's kind of um, helping us handle the text and not, I think, skip to an application. Um, and in the Simeon Trust training, I think we probably became aware of more. We, I guess our group became more aware of trusted resources, like okay. you were saying. Super. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you got you know, other ways you've been trained. I think you've taken trips to kansas city to go who, do you, who did you go
1: nancy Guthrie. Mm-hmm. oh you went to nancy Guthrie mm-hmm. like seminar or something. yes mm-hmm. it was like a full day mm-hmm. and it was wonderful mm-hmm. really helpful um she has written a book that that presentation comes out of but mm-hmm. what i appreciated about it was it, it followed um also the the storyline of redemption mm-hmm. but themes that are there in the bible that god uses like garden um different themes that you know you're not really Reading this in, they're there. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you see those themes, they can help. You can see how they start in Genesis and run throughout all of God's word, mm-hmm. and how He He knows. You know, every good like TV show that I have loved or movie, like we're all borrowing from God, who's the original author. You know, I mean, He we're His creation. So even unredeemed people uh, that create the shows we love are using themes. and right. So it just makes sense that God would has done that as well to help us understand his word.
0: Right now, our listeners are loving this episode because both of you ladies are talking about redemptive historical realities. We love to read the Bible as Christians. The mm-hmm. whole Bible is Christian scripture. And so I know that's something that you do in your ministries and it's gotten stronger over the years. Mm-hmm. So if there's formal training, Simeon Trust kind of stuff, also seminars. What about just learning to teach from other teachers? Mm-hmm. Is that going on?
1: Heidi, you know, I was thinking back to a couple years ago, I think maybe mm. five. I'm not great with time, but um, that's why I say eternity is going to be fantastic for me because Don't have to worry about I you. will never be late.
0: No, you're, because <laughs> there might be purple robes. <laughs> we, know <laughs> how, we know how you roll, Nicole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that too. Um, but I do remember a while back we were, especially on the Wednesday morning, but I think Tuesday as well, was looking for ways to involve women. Um, who weren't comfortable teaching, had never taught before, thought this is not something I can do, and kind of taking baby steps towards Mm -hmm. having them lead a certain part in a way that was not intimidating. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you could describe that, because I felt like that was a way to bring more women into kind of an informal training with baby stepping them towards where they felt they could lead a – a week's lesson or, you know, teach for 20 minutes.
2: Yeah. We've done a lot of things, I think, over the past several years to be able to include different women in leadership in different ways. And I think you mentioned at the beginning, Pat, that it's true that you don't have to just be a teacher to be a leader. And maybe in some minds, those, are, those go hand in hand, but they don't have to. Hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of women who are coming to Bible study weekly for years who are gifted in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. other than teaching um, who have something really good to share with the rest of the group. And so part of the fun of Bible study is getting to know one another and see the giftedness of one another. And then as a leader, getting the opportunity to find ways to put that woman and her gift in front of the rest of the group and allow them to share it. So um, yeah, for some, that might be opening us with music. We've had women who can play the guitar and sing beautifully, and it's really fun to just open our Bible study time with a hymn. And um, we did that for a number of years, and now we don't because – I don't play the guitar, and say, I don't know, we just don't. <laughs> we don't right now because some of those ladies have babies, and just things have changed, and that's okay. um but that was a really beautiful way to incorporate some giftedness and to and to take advantage of um particular women's desire and abilities to serve in unique ways. We've had women share their testimonies um, we actually had. Um, We've had women who just open and close for us. Like they're very good. Some women are very good at welcoming or wrap up um, and just helping us gather at the end and say, okay, what did we learn today? How did this go? Hmm. And just kind of a recap. And, um, And sometimes it's even just a preference that I have where I think, you know, what I think would be nice is rather than we leave small group and just. Drift out the door and say see ya. If we all came together to close together, okay, and then I might say I don't want to do that. I don't need to lead it. Who else would be good at that? Um, so giving different opportunities for women to um, to share their giftedness, I guess. Yeah,
1: and one thing we haven't talked about yet, but we do at Omaha Bible Church is we have, I guess you could call them special events throughout the year. We try to have one thing a quarter. Um, and sometimes that's an evening um, time for like two hours or so where there's some teaching. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes that's a Christmas party. Sometimes that's a morning event. But those are kind of self-contained, mm-hmm. whereas the Bible study's ongoing. And we have found those one-time, if you will, events as opportunities to find women in our body mm-hmm. who maybe are or aren't so comfortable Mm -hmm. um, with teaching, but it's an opportunity for them to prepare. They have a lot of time um, and they can teach for a limited amount of time on one thing and then they're done. Okay, And that, so maybe if you know, you're starting, you don't really know who in your body uh, of your women who would be comfortable teaching. I think Heidi's right. Um, Having a study where you're getting to see what women's gifts are and they're getting comfortable with, kind of the teaching format is helpful, and then after a time, maybe you have a brunch Mm -hmm. or a Friday evening thing or something where a woman who is showing that she might be more comfortable being in front of people um, and understands the Word uh, could take that opportunity to prepare something that would encourage the women. So.
0: So one thing that's coming through loud and clear to me, and not just on the show today, but just in general, is... That there's a lot of security. I mean, it, the women's ministry doesn't seem to be plagued by insecurity. Hmm. Uh, you're allowing other people to do things. You don't have to do it all. This is mine. And I think one, I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. It shows maturity. I think maybe one thing that has allowed that to happen, um, that listeners will be interested in is there's, there's great unity when it comes to theology. Mm-hmm. And so we're on the same page as a church and we have strong convictions as a church. And this is what we believe. And we have a confession that we affirm and now you're free to color within the lines. Now don't color outside of the lines, but you're free to color within the lines. And so just the spirit that you ladies have and others have of not all uptight and control freaky, because we're already unified in something. So it's it's great job, you know, excel still more, but I'm saying it's a wonderful thing. And uh, listeners, if you can have that in your church and pray toward that end where you are unified and you don't have an identity crisis you have strong theological convictions then it does really allow for a lot of freedom a lot of peace and harmony you can have someone teach at a quarterly event and provided they know where the church is and they're on board uh, you're probably not going to have a total meltdown <laughs> right <laughs> it's a great thing
2: i think yeah
1: and I th- go ahead no i was just say we have, we really appreciate your support pat mm-hmm. and the other pastors here There's a freedom in knowing that whatever we prepare, Mm -hmm. we can share that with our pastors, with Mike primarily, and we know that he's going to look at it with a careful eye Mm -hmm. and very lovingly help us understand if there's something that needs to be corrected. But that just allows us freedom to know, okay, what, what we're pursuing, what we're teaching, our pastors support it, they believe this is going to encourage the women, we do, and then we can... Move forward with confidence, and so we, we do rely on our pastors a lot. I would encourage other women to do that too um, involve your pastor if, as as much as he wants to be, I guess, but right. um, they can really be a help in making sure you know you're avoiding any kind of inadvertent theological pitfall mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like yep. that so yeah, actually, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. I think that
2: a lot of the freedom that I may feel as a leader now probably comes from years of working under the authority of a pastor that I know I'm kind of tucked under yeah, the pastor's right. wings and so there's a lot of safety there and also um when well, I can turn to the pastoral staff, you know, questions over um who you know what studies should what studied what do you think of this study we have Mm -hmm. written studies in the past and hand them everything um as you know pat and say can you go through this and um tell us if there's anything here that's unclear or worse um and we know that they will um take time and um just very giving of their time and wise counsel for us um we might ask, you know, what books should we be reading? Should we not be reading? Mm -hmm. Um, as we study this, this particular book of the Bible or this theme or idea, um, that's super comforting, but also just knowing that, um, not only do I have the pastoral staff to turn to, um, to help lead, but also it is in no way is it me, but I have the, you know, one another's, like you said, the team. And so it, I don't know, Pat. I think it makes leading easier. It's not as intimidating or scary if it's not all me. Yep. Um, and, if, and I guess if I didn't feel that way, if I wanted it to be all me, that would be a red flag also. So, sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Let's think about activities. So you t- we've talked a lot about uh, the Bible studies that go on and then a quarterly event. Uh, what other kinds of things make up women's ministry? So are are there annual things? I know you have conference sometimes or a retreat. What does that look like? Why do that? What's the benefit?
1: Yeah, we do. We have kind of a big event once a year. Mm-hmm. I know that can sound intimidating, especially if you're listening and you're like, uh, we don't even have a Bible study. Are we supposed to do an event? Right. But just start with what makes sense for your the women in your body, mm-hmm. I would say, but we are at a point where we we have had an annual bigger event that is a retreat where it 's you know usually a day and a half, and it it allows for more teaching mm-hmm. and then small group discussion of the material and um, over the years, we have moved towards a little more emphasis on time within that event to. Just talk and fellowship for women to get to know each other because we were hearing that 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 was what women wanted Mm -hmm. or we'd you know allow 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and it would turn into like 30 and you'd be like I'm sorry we have to rip you out of your conversations now we saw we could just put our women in a room for two hours with no structure Mm -hmm. and there would be no issue everyone would just talk (laughs) so um, we've moved towards having trying to find that balance I would encourage listeners to do the same Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have Um, We have some events also that are just fun. There's no teaching involved at all. And we do that intentionally to help women get to know each other Mm -hmm. and form friendships because friendships can certainly form around the word Mm -hmm. at Bible study, but they can also form in more informal settings where we are providing some structure for those conversations to take place um, for women to discover things they have in common and then Pursue friendships and and you know get into relationships where they can share what they're struggling with um, and pray for each other mm-hmm. and share what they're encouraged by in the Word and so um, like our Christmas we have a Christmas party that's a fun time and I, I would say that we have a mix too of events where we are intentional about having some for women of all ages okay so we want to. Have events where the girls in the church can come with their moms, Mm -hmm. um, where teenagers can come, where young adults can come, and where everyone can be learning from each other. Um, and then we also have some, like the retreat is usually something we, it it is something we reserve for women who are college age and above because the material tends to be weightier and not something that a 12 year old or a seven year old would understand or benefit from and, or, you know, situation where a mom might not feel comfortable sharing in a way that she would like to, if her daughter's there. So, um.
0: How do you find a speaker? Is it for someone from the church? Is it someone from somewhere else? Is it easy to find a speaker? How, how do you guys go about Cindy doing Foch that?
1: Cindy is not with us today, but she for, at I mean, what, 15 years, mm-hmm. 20 years, has been planning these annual events for the She's women a of planner. our body. And so I asked Cindy when I knew we uh-huh. were going to be um, appearing on the past <laughs> I said, Cindy, can you give me your feedback? And so I wanted to share some of what she shared from okay. her years of experience with how do you find a speaker for an event? How do you plan an event? So the first thing Cindy mentioned was avoid micromanaging Mm. remember to extend grace and that all of the women who are serving with you are volunteering and they have different gifts and and even though you know provide a structure provide some task lists but also be willing to give the women who are overseeing those different areas freedom to so someone who's handling the food someone who's handling decorations um the freedom to go outside of the structure you've provided and be okay, trusting God with okay, that's good advice. What comes forth, that's if, good if, advice. When it doesn't align with your vision, mm-hmm. that was the first thing she shared. And then, in ter- specifically in terms of finding a speaker, her very first note was pray, mm-hmm. pray, and ask others to pray. So something we often just, I even skip over. I think, no, take the time to stop and right. pray, and, and we would encourage that. Ask the Lord you know, to direct you to someone, ask him to help you, um, by his Holy Spirit to know what, what do the women need to be encouraged by? Mm -hmm. What would be good to do here? Um, she said, first you can consider women within your own local body. You don't have to get a guest speaker from outside. Mm -hmm. You can, but there might be someone in your own body who can teach, um, at this event. Um, You ask your pastors. We've talked to that. But ask your pastors if they know anyone inside or outside of your local body. We have often asked pastors what content they think our women need. Okay. And that's been a helpful starting point. You can also consider friends. So maybe these are women who used to attend your church, but they've moved away, or they attend another like-minded church in your city, um, and they, you, maybe you know them to have the gift of teaching, mm-hmm. and they would like to come. You can listen online to women teaching, and I think that would go along with what you said, Heidi, about finding curriculum. How do you find a good one? You mm-hmm. read a lot of curriculum. Mm-hmm. How do you find a good speaker? You listen to a lot of <laughs> online teaching. And when you find someone you respect, then run that person by your pastor. To see, um, you know, and then if your pastor says, yeah, this this woman seems like a go, then you can reach out and see what's her availability, what topics does she speak on. And then you can also ask others you know. So we have an event coming up next month, actually, and Leanne Trees is going to come and speak with our women. And we found her by reaching out to John Fesco, who had spoken at Omaha Bible Church. And had said, you know, who would you recommend? A friend of the Pactum. Yes. A friend of the Pactum recommended a wonderful woman who we are really excited to hear from. And I actually got to meet Leanne in San Diego last month, and we found out that um, we had a La Jolla High connection. She didn't go to La Jolla High School, but I think her husband did, and I did as well. So very fun. We had some fun little things to that we didn't know we had in common. But
0: so uh, that, that basically came through networking, right? So we have somebody we trust and, hey, you know, while you're in town, do you have a recommendation? And I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. and
1: Yep. And Dr. Fesco, I think Cindy said the, the initial person that he had recommended, we reached out to her and she was not available, I but see. she gave us a list of names of other women to try. And that ended up leading to our speaker. So mm-hmm. you're right. Networking is definitely a part of it.
0: Yep. Good. So we we have all, different events. Why are there any other things that happen on an annual basis that are significant to the ministry? Or we have we pretty much covered the the big things. You ladies do a lot.
1: <laughs>
2: we do some. I think I think we've covered it. We have
1: okay. Well, mm-hmm. we have showers too. Oh, that's I that's mean, true. I guess we could speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I remember telling you Pat once of the pastors that. We are looking for a woman to lead as a showers coordinator, okay, and I asked you to pray because I said, I think this is an area where it it can lead to bitterness if it's mm-hmm. not handled right it's mm-hmm. It's just something that people can feel like, why was I overlooked right. and so it is important um but we we do um provide if a woman is having her first baby um at Omaha Bible Church or getting married, we have a shower for that woman where we Um, invite all the women in the body to attend as well as whoever she would want, unless I guess there are times when the woman doesn't Mm -hmm. want (laughs) strangers, so so to speak, at her event. But those are kind of ongoing things that um, also are important in the life of the body in ways we show women love.
0: So what about pitfalls? What what do we want to avoid? What big mistakes have we maybe made as a church that you've learned from or ones you know theoretically that you might be able to help some other ladies with as far as... Don't, don't, don't go down this road. Are there things that come to mind when it comes to pitfalls, mistakes?
1: I feel like I should let Heidi talk. Really? <laughs> Not because you've made mistakes, but I, because so I'm an I've been expert an expert talking a lot. in pitfalls. <laughs> Heidi, as you're,
0: as you're thinking about <laughs> mm-hmm. that, I will say when it comes to guest speakers, this applies to men and women because we do all church conferences. We have men's retreats sometimes also special women's events. We've gotten in the habit of basically extending an invitation. Um, This is what I do. And here's what we'd like you to do. Uh, It's in print, it's in writing and here's what the honorarium will be. This is what the payment will be uh, and we'll cover your expenses. And then that way they can say no or yes. Um, They don't have to wonder if we're going to pay for their way. They don't have to wonder. And then at the same time, if their going rate is, you know, you, there has there has to be 500 people there and you have to pay me $10,000 or whatever it is, then we don't even have to have that conversation. We don't want to have that conversation um because unfortunately some people are in it for the money and the fame and the fortune or whatever. This way it's we don't even need to go there. It's here's what we are here's what we're asking. Here's what we'll pay, here's what we would like. It's solved tons of heartache mm-hmm. or just frustration. Uh, and it's between them and the Lord. If, you know, our $1,500 isn't enough for, for them, uh, and their vacation condo, (laughs) then (laughs) it's between them and God and we don't need to get involved. And so we found that to be quite helpful, and uh, maybe it's some good advice that people can take, so pitfalls. Give, give me some give me something there, Heidi, that maybe would be sage wisdom.
2: Sage from wisdom. Heidi Mead mm.
0: who's on the pactum sofa now.
2: Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I don't want. Um, <laughs> you know a, a lot that comes to mind is are things that we've already touched on, so okay. um, I would say if I were beginning a Bible study at a church, mm-hmm. which fortunately I just inherited a role as leader of a really healthy Bible study so I didn't have to do that but if I were I would want to be careful um, that it weren't about me I think a lot of times um, if I have an idea and I'm excited about it or I'm passionate about it mm-hmm. which women's Bible study is an excellent thing to be passionate about it might be easy to make it about me and my ideas and my passions my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I would caution against that personally. I don't want anyone talking about women's Bible study on Wednesday afternoon to say, "Heidi said, Heidi said, Heidi said, Heidi said." Heidi said. Um, I thought
0: you were going to start speaking in tongues there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Shit about I'm I don't da. want
2: that either. <laughs> I also, don't want that. Um, I would, and we've we've talked about this sharing. Um, I guess leadership, or just the different. Roles within the ministry among the various women who mm-hmm. have a lot to give. I think there are many benefits to that. Um, making sure that you have support, but also leadership and guidance from your pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, and And primarily, I mean, there are a lot of really fun things about women's ministry. And in particular, I would speak to Wednesday morning, I could give you a long list of benefits to coming to Bible study on Wednesday morning. I could probably sell it to you. Um, But above all, we really want it to be a place where at the end of a semester, at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. or if you've been coming for 10, 15, 20 years, you know that you know the word better than you did before. Um, We know it's important to us as leadership that the women leave the bible study in particular knowing more of who god is knowing his character and then considering what does that mean for me if if god is this then i am that um we want it to be about him we want it to be about christ we want it to be that we understand his word better because we want to love and worship him better um also, we have great coffee, and um, <laughs> you know, moms get a I'm break dreamless. from holding their babies, yeah. and there's breakfast, and and the little kids sing songs and learn scripture, and I mean, there's just so much good. But ultimately, it's not about those details, and um, it's easy to get caught up in them. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, and and Nicole, you mentioned this earlier, it can be for women. In your home on a Tuesday evening, it doesn't have to be Absolutely. Um, a 30-woman operation. Mm-hmm. It can be very small and simple. You don't even have to have coffee, although I would recommend it. You don't have to. You um, could have tea. You could have we tea. I mean, we're Americans, you but could, you know, have we tea. will allow it. But you, <laughs> you want to have um, just a solid time devoted and st- structured and devoted to time in the word.
0: Well mm-hmm. said. Well put. Any pitfalls to avoid from your perspective?
1: Um, I think trying to do it all by yourself. I know you mentioned that, Heidi, but I think also avoid trying to make all the decisions by yourself too. Yeah. Just involve women who you trust and who you respect, and keep your focus on Christ. I, I agree with everything Heidi said, and also just think how I leave after how I leave feeling after every Bible study I attend is. I love Christ more. Mm -hmm. Like all those wonderful feelings are inflamed within me for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I go, you know, driving on my way home, just thinking about Christ and how lovely He is and what He's done. And I want to tell my kids about Him and what I learned. So, yes, you know, we want to understand God's word better, but I think. By his grace, thankfully, it's not just about building head knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. We really do um, walk away with a desire to just a love for him that's been encouraged through the study of his word.
2: And can I say in a love for one another that I think is another benefit? And this came up even when I thought about the Women's Ministry Christmas Party it's just a joy because you come to a Christmas party, and if to the to the degree that you're able to be involved in women's ministry, it's easier to know and love the women of the body, and it just makes even hanging out on a Tuesday evening sweeter because I know and love so many of those women because I see their hearts as they are um, teaching one another, teaching me as they're making new discoveries. I get to hear their voice on a Wednesday morning, say, God did that, you know, and just the excitement and, um, and, and see their burdens and pray with them and cry with them. And, um, it's just good, I think for the health of the body.
0: I love it that your ministries, the ministries that you serve in, as far as the women at this church are robust, they are theological and it, because everything's theological, right? I mean, we're all theologians, and sometimes people think, well, we we, oh, we don't want our women's study to be theological. That's just for the men. And I, I love it that that's not the case for you, because mm-hmm. you both know, uh, and we know as a church, that we're, we're called to love God with heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. That's theological. And so we do want to be deep and profound in every every area of ministry, because it translates into loving God. We want it to anyway, and translates into loving our neighbor. And you really can't do that. You don't have the fuel for the fire to do either of those things just because (laughs) it has to do with the greatness of God and who he is and how he's made us. And so I really appreciate that. And I think perhaps... Perhaps some listening might think, um, you know, this is not this is wrongheaded. This is not how you do it because women are just supposed to do practical things. Well, dear listener, <laughs> we're all supposed to do practical things, but we're all supposed to do practical things because of our understanding of who God is and who we are and who image bearers are. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, don't d- Two things can be true at once in different ways. We have to remember this. I'm so thankful for each of you ladies and your teams and people who serve alongside of you. Uh, To God alone be the glory. It's really a wonderful thing to watch. If it Mm -hmm. all ended tomorrow, I think we would celebrate and say God did a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't end tomorrow.
1: Same. We're uh, but, just getting started.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So thank you for being on. Uh, any um, last words? Go yes, ahead, Nicole.
1: definitely, because I I do have lots of notes here that she I've not does. gotten to.
0: See, you can even hear <laughs> well, we can the ha- pages. We can have you back on on another <laughs> occasion is what we can do.
1: But the reason there are so many notes is one of your initial questions, Pat, as you are just preparing us to think mm-hmm. about being on was how have we been encouraged Uh serving in women's ministry? And so I did have a story I wanted to share about that. And um, it starts with this little ditty I wrote. Okay. Never underestimate the life-giving power of coming alongside one another, especially when a sister is suffering. To go off Heidi's point Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's the one another's, that we we come away loving each other more as Mm -hmm. we study God's word together as women, Mm -hmm. as we fellowship together as women. But, um, you know, also a pitfall to avoid, you don't have to have all the answers. You know, mm-hmm. Suffering can be scary. And when we see a woman in our body who's suffering, it can be easy to back away from that and think, I don't want to get involved mm-hmm. in that for one reason or another. I don't have the answers. I don't know mm-hmm. how to help her. I don't, I'm scared of mm-hmm. suffering, whatever it is. But God really does call us to bear one another's burdens. And when we do enter into another sister's suffering, just come alongside her and encourage her and pray with her um we god is using us right i mean mm-hmm. i think god doesn't leave us alone to walk through hard times alone he's right there alongside of us walking through our pain with us mm-hmm. and we get to do that with each other and it just it made me think of um second second corinthians chapter 1 where paul describes god as the the god of all comfort right and mm. he talks about how the comfort that God gave him, that he was able to share that mm-hmm. with other believers mm-hmm. to give them that same comfort. And so I've been a part of another woman in the body. We lost one of our children um, early on in our marriage. And by sharing and allowing women to come into that suffering with me, I was greatly encouraged. They really helped us through it. It wasn't something that the Lord intended us to walk through alone, He provides us as believers, to do that together, right? And so even recently, there's um, a woman in our body who's struggling and suffering with a situation. Um, another woman and I took some time to pray with her. And I was just struck that when she took when she started praying, she thanked God through tears for um, other believers. And she you know, thanked God for us being there with her and other women in the body who were coming alongside of her. And she said, just thank you that I no longer have to bear this alone. Hmm. And I thought, that's beautiful, and that's what God calls us to do, and it's a joy to do it, mm-hmm. you know? So um, that's, that's been one of the encouraging aspects of serving in women's ministry to me. Mm-hmm. All, all the good stuff, too. But even, mm-hmm. even the hard things, God really blesses us as we, in, as we help each other endure those with our eyes on mm-hmm. Christ.
0: Amen. Awesome appreciate you sharing that and by doing all of the structured things that you do it provides a natural environment for this sort of thing to happen right that wouldn't have happened otherwise because she wouldn't have been involved or you wouldn't have been involved
1: right because you know when you're standing to get coffee before the service on sunday how likely is a woman to come up to you in tears and say i don't know you but can i plead can you i'm dealing with this horrible thing can you help me it's having that structure there allows those relationships to form where someone feels comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Heidi. Thank, uh, you, thank you, for giving your time and being on the Pactum.
2: Thank you. Um, Thanks for your support of ministry for us.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for listening today to the Pactum, episode 102 on women's ministry. We are grateful for you and for listening and for encouraging us. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we're on Twitter at the Pactum. Instagram at The Theology, also our website, thepactum.org. And we'll see you next time on The Pactum.